Hey, everybody, this is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the video game Untitled Goose Game. That's its title. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Honk, honk. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Johnny. Uh, how are you? Well, I'm very good. Uh, we just had a visit from uh, Grandmother of the Year candidate. Uh, oh, no! Gretchen. Anna's no. mom, the kid's grandmother. She is a lovely lady. I will give you that. Uh-huh. And and prime candidate for grandmother of the year right now. Because why? why? What a visit. Well, Woo! tell me. Well, I'll tell you. Every night um, we took the kids up for bed, Anna and I did, to do their bedtime routine. And almost as soon as they get up there... I would hear what would sound like a knockout, knockdown, drag out fight in the living room. Gretchen uh, is a little hard of hearing, uh, and um, she also doesn't have HBO. So when she comes to our house, she likes to binge uh, yeah. HBO shows. And she was watching Barry. And you, you and I have done Barry, right? Didn't we do it on the podcast at some point? Yeah. Didn't we? Bill Hader. Bill Hader, assassin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did yeah. Barry. Yes. And, you know, there's a lot of gunfighting in it. And when there's not gunfighting, there's like emotional acting scenes because right. they're, they're in this acting class. So every night, I never got used to it. Every night, I just say to Anna, what on earth is going on down there? Who's here? Because it was so loud that it really sounded like there were people downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been... It's a, It was a wonderful visit. It was wonderful to have Gretchen. Um, I know she listens, so I'll say that. It's true, but I'll, I'll add that in. But um, it was a harrowing bedtime because I felt like I was under siege. <laughs> well, I have to say I'm a little jealous because I don't know how to even work your television. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever watched television yeah. while I've been there. Yeah, we rarely watch television when you're when you're here, yeah. I we know unless we go downstairs to watch something specifically, which right. I don't know if we've ever done that. I know we watched football downstairs, but I don't remember ever watching anything. Well, so, sometimes we'll watch some game shows, but that's about it. Yes, that's true. But I'm not in control of the clicker at all then. So, um, but I did. I did continue watching the politician. Um, boy, it just worth it or not? No, I I. As much as it pains me to say it, as intrigued as I was by the first couple of episodes, um, the writing just isn't. I understood. I understood afterwards how how a show can uh, touch on your memory, um, and I can imagine now giving it some thought that his past looked similar, similar to your past. Yeah. Well, I did say that at the time, and you kind of just steamrolled over it, so we didn't really have yeah, much of a conversation about it, but yes. Well, that's how I am. <laughs> a thoughtless and uncaring. <laughs> yes, it did have a personal resonance with me that you chose to completely ignore during our review last week. But um, the uh, the writing just isn't there. It just isn't. 
Well, that's that's too bad because, you know, it did resonate for someone like you. I don't know. I just don't know if good writing, I know this sounds ridiculous, but is, is good television writing that hard? Well, yes. Yes, it is. Apparently. Um, in the sense that it, it takes talent and it takes time. It just takes time and it takes revisions. On a project this big, it takes time and revisions. And I just, again, we don't know. I don't know the specifics of how long this was in development. Maybe Ryan Murphy has been working on it on and off for years. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I don't see it. And it feels like a first draft to me. Just because, And the reason I say that so much about shows like this, and we can move on after this, but is because everybody's saying exactly what they mean. And they're just putting their, expressing their feelings a, that's not how human beings communicate, and B, it doesn't. There's no layers to the storytelling then, because when someone says something they don't quite mean, you not only can intuit what they really are feeling by reading right. between the lines, but the way in which they chose to obscure themselves gives you an added insight into the character. That's rich yeah. writing. Um, so that's what I mean when I say first draft is that it doesn't have those layers. It's just very flat. Yeah. So, what you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. Uh, anyway, that's the politician. Just checking in real quick on that. What's going on with you, Ma? Well, um, some not good stuff, um, I will say. Yeah. Oh. Dad made me get a ticket yesterday. Hmm. He wasn't in the car, but he never got me a radar detector, so I really am blaming this on him. Oh. I got it speeding ticket yesterday. You could have also prevented that by not speeding, right? That is not the point. Uh-huh. How fast were you going? The officer put me down as 85. You! In a 65 zone, I, I assume? This was not uh, headed down Village Road? No, this was on the highway. I was actually going 91, but you can't really feel it in that car. Yeah. So I do have to learn how to use the cruise control. Or the self-control. Oh, boy. I should have known better than to bring this up with you. I knew you would be very unsympathetic. As was the policeman, I imagine, or the uh, police officer. No, well, I that's say. what I wanted to tell you, yeah. is that I really appreciated this guy pulled me over and he said, you know, I clocked you at this and, you know, can I have your registration? And then he went back to his car. Now I guess they have printers in there now. So it's like print, print, print. Let me use my printer. So he gave me a ticket and he came back and he, he said, you know, be safe, have a better day. And just slow down. Oh. And I said, I said, I will. I will do that. And, you know, we conducted our business and that was that. But I thought, you know, he didn't treat me like you just robbed the bank and killed six nuns. And because sometimes they do that. Yeah. You know, they, 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 I was speeding, which led me to think now today, because I had to go up to West Lebanon and get a recheck on my on my tooth that was pulled. I get very annoyed with people that use their phones while they're driving. Ugh. We ha we have a handheld, not handheld. 
or no hands right. law. Right. Hands, you must use a hands-free thing. Yeah. The hands-free thing, right. And many, many, many people do not use this. And I think, my God, this is against the law. This is against the law. Why are people still doing this? It's so annoying when it dawned on me that, you know, speeding is also <laughs> against the law. That's Wait, a, this that's is a, true. <laughs> this is a big insight for me, you know. But I'm perfectly willing to not think much about speeding, and these people don't really give a crap. They're on their phones. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. You know, highway deaths have gone up in recent years, and I'm pretty convinced it's because drivers are distracted by their phones. So I almost think that being on your phone is worse than speeding. Well, they're both bad. They're, they're both, both against the law. They're both bad. They're both against the law. But sometimes you have to break the speed limit to keep with the pace of traffic. True. Which is the safest True. thing to do. Like, it's not safe to be going like 15, 20 miles per hour slower than the surrounding traffic. That is less safe than going with the flow. Right. So. Right. But the And, and so here, here is something that happened to me. I went to the gas station the other day to get gas. And this is at the same gas station where somebody was sitting at the pumps eating a snack. Um, I pull up. In their and, car, you mean. And blocking a pump. Yeah. 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 Okay. Eating out of their Tupperware container. They're not even eating food from the mini mart. They're just sitting there having a snack. So anyway, I pull up and there's only one pump that pumps the grade of gas that I need for my car. Ooh. Well, well. So I pull like in front of, not in front of her, but, you know, off to the side waiting for her because she's in front of the pump that I need. And I figure she's waiting for somebody that has gone in to pay for the gas because they don't have mm. a card, automatic cards okay. on, on these pumps. Mm -hmm. We live in the boonies for that one. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and she's just farting around on her phone, and she's on her phone, and I'm fine. I'm patient because I, I figure the next person that comes out is going to get in the car, and they're going to drive off. Uh -huh. And so after about four minutes, she looks up, and she gives me a wave and pulls off. And I just want to follow her and yank her out of her car and punch her. For being so, I mean, really, these phones are running everyone's life, yeah. and it's so irritating. Yeah, I mean, I think this is. I'm one tired of, of it. I think this is one you know, of the. You used to you used to just go out. You used to just go out and do your business and live in the world, and then came home and looked at your machine if it was blinking, and you answered your mail, you answered your phone calls. It's just it's just ridiculous now that we think we have to be connected to everyone all the time. Well, I really think of it as the new cigarettes, and I'm as guilty as anybody else. Um, you know, when you've got a free moment, you look at it to pass the time, but also to give yourself a little hit, you know. Um, so I really do think of it as in terms of those um, psychological addictive terms. I've tried to get to a place where I don't pick up the phone and look at it more than 10 times in a day, which sounds like it should be plenty. But the truth is you look at it like 100 times, um, at least some of us do, and it's really hard. But it is, I have to say, 
when I'm able to pull it off, it does make a difference. And and do you feel and this this is my point is that I don't need to be connected to the news. I don't need to be connected to the family. You know, if I'm going out and I'm going to eat a hot dog on Main Street in Concord and go to the fabric store and go to Target, I don't want to worry that you're looking for me or that you need me to pick up a tube of toothpaste or, you know, I just want to go. It's a burden. It's a burden. And people don't realize it. They're just, they're, they don't realize it. My phone is hardly charged sometimes. I'm just, I don't, I don't live this new lifestyle and I kind of feel sorry for people that do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not sure it's made our lives better. And my, and I have to say my saddest thing to see is when you go into a place like friendlies or, (sighs) you know, some not swanky place and there's parents just ignoring their kids because they're looking at their phone. Yeah. That just breaks my heart. Because here's your here's your memory that you're making. Your kid's eating a, an ice cream sundae and... Yeah, you're scrolling your Instagram. Yeah, for what? My, my uh, goal in life is to be surrounded by people that like to chit-chat. Oh, really? I, I enjoy chit-chat very much. Dad is not a very good chit-chatter. Um... Your goal in life is to be surrounded by people who chit chat. My, you got to start by surrounding yourself with people. Well, I can't. I can't have too many people. I just can't because chit chat. Yeah, is very is very. Um, not everyone is good at it, or even understands it, or knows about it. You don't chit chat. I don't. You don't chit chat. One day when you were here, the only thing you said to me was, "I'm not going to fix that." your stupid games on something you're you are not a chit chatter either well hold up i'm not sure you asking me for the thousandth time to fix your words with friends on facebook is chit chat maybe my idea of chit chat is different than yours but uh it doesn't sound like you were chit chatting either it sounds like you were annoying me with some stupid computer thing i was not annoying you i asked you Mm. in advance if you would help me and you said yes and then when i asked you you said I'm not helping you with your stupid game. That's the only thing you said to me for one whole day. So here is my point, though. My point is that I understand you are a, not a morning person, that you don't get up and talk. And neither is Dad. Dad is not a morning person either. I get up and I enjoy talking to somebody right away. Uh-huh. You know, like, do you want coffee? Do you want tea? Chit-chat. Nothing. Just Mm-hmm. Chit chat. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Oh, did you see the people down the street have their Christmas decorations up already? Wow, it's kind of early. You know, let's bitch about that together. Well, I'm very good at that, but not in the morning, I agree. Well, by the time you're ready, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> you're a very night person. I am, yes. But day, you got me during the day. We're in sync then. Yeah, okay. All right, but if I called you and just wanted to, to chit-chat, would, what would you think of that? We do that all the time. I don't know what you're... If you called me, I mean, if the time were right, I'd love to do it. Like when you used to go to the post office, you used to call. Yeah. 
or someplace like that, you know, the UPS store. I guess that was when you lived in New York, but like that. We do that all the time on the FaceTime. On I don't know. I don't know. We have long phone calls all the time, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, apparently I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Should we move on to our review? Let's move on. Okay. This week, Mom and I are talking about Untitled Goose Game. It's a well-known point of American trivia that in the early days of the country, Ben Franklin tried his best to champion the turkey as the United States national bird. And we all know what happened. The eagle won that argument handily. Perhaps history would have been different if Franklin instead had adopted the cause of the resourceful goose, as seen in the new cult hit video game, Untitled Goose Game. The object of the game is to use the many talents of a goose. Namely, you can grab stuff with your beak, you can honk, and you can flap your wings a little, to annoy and confound the citizens of the small neighborhood where you live. This is a quiet game, so there's not much point in airing a clip. We'll just get right into it. Mom, was Untitled Goose Game a wild goose chase, or was it just Ducky? It was the wildest goose chase. Um... I was thoroughly depressed when I was done and uh, and maybe I'm considering just giving up the computer. Okay. Describe the uh, game as, describe what you did, what you saw. Well, first I had you install it, which was, I would Ugh. have never been able to do all that. Never. What a pain. I can't believe we've made, we've had computers this long. I'm a little angry about this because I also um, had to help Gretchen with her computer while she was here, and she just wanted to download a newsletter to her computer, and it's like six steps, and I'm just sitting there like I'm getting angry, and I said to her, I'm not upset with you. I'm upset because I can't believe how complicated this is, and I don't know how you would do it without me to guide you through it. Here's the same thing. All you want to do is play a game about a goose. Seems like a pretty simple request. But we had yeah. to install the installer and the launcher, and it's just a mess. Um, so, yes, it was a pain to install the game in the first place. Finally, we got that. And then I had to call Merrick because I was so embarrassed that I had talked to you for so long about it <laughs> and tried to figure out how to make the goose pick up things, and it takes two hands <sighs> to do that. You have to push on the control and this you have to do this to make it fly and you have to do this to um, drop the item and now the as you progress along I'm still not sure am I just supposed to be making trouble by moving the items from where they are or gather them in a pile. I don't know what I'm really doing. Well, paint the picture for people. Tell people what you're seeing here. <clears throat> well, it's a, it is just very simple graphics, but they're lovely. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a, a children's book that mm. you want to open up and, and read. It's, it's very simple, but very nicely done. And the goose travels um, from his, his starting point and Uh, a little bit of countryside. He's just taking a walk or a run, if you know how to do that. Um, And the first first stop is a farmer's garden. 
Well, first you have to uh, make a little mess outside. That's what I did. Yep. Pull some grain, move his radio. Move his radio, yeah. That's That's the key to piss him off. And then you, and then he comes over, and he gets it, and uh, and then you open the gate and go in. So now you're in his little little farmyard, his little yard farm garden. I think it's often garden. called yeah. Yard farm is okay. good too, but I well, think it's a garden. Yeah, it's what typically <laughs> referred to as. The reason that I thought of it like that was because. For us, a garden is just a, a patch. Right. But I think this is not American, right? It's Australian, yeah. So, you know, what they call a garden, we call just a yard, right? Um, It looked like a garden to me. I, I don't know. It looked like a garden to me. Well, it looked like his backyard to me. All right, with a garden in it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and so I spent most of my learning curve here, in in yeah. here, picking up various things and carrying them, and then, you know, somehow dropping them or tripping over a boot or a. <laughs> uh, before I realize I'm supposed to pick it up and move it, and and then the farmer just stepped on me and I still have not perfected running. So I'm still farting around in his garden. Okay. Which I find very entertaining. Me too. I I figure at one point I'm going to master it and then I'll be ready to move on. It's probably for me a very slow, much slower learning curve for me than it is for you, but I'm enjoying it very much. Well, I spent the better part of an afternoon um, dealing with the gardener, and I didn't realize that there's a to-do list that you can bring up that tells you little tasks oh. you can complete. You know, did you do stuff and sometimes a, like a line would come up on the screen, like a handwritten line, and it would get crossed out, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you can look at the list, and um, I didn't oh. notice this at first, but you can. You, but I played for a long time without realizing there was a list so, yeah, I got into the garden and I was just like, you know, the um, a little thought bubble appears above the gardener's head. And he thinks, like, I'm going to get my trowel or I'm going to get my rake. Right. So I there's like an overgrown patch in the garden. And I just said, well, I'm going to hide all this stuff. So any when he thought of the trowel, I went and grabbed the trowel and pulled it into the overgrown section and dropped oh. it so that he couldn't see it. Um, and so he was just looking around and going kind of crazy, looking for all his stuff. Um, not one of the tasks to complete, as it turns out. But I, I must have spent, oh. I don't know, more than half an hour just hiding stuff from the guy and confusing him. Um, not really getting anything <laughs> accomplished. <clears throat> but then it turns out that there is a to-do list, and you're supposed to do things like have a picnic. And so there's a, like a picnic blanket oh. down by the stream, and you're supposed to drag a pumpkin and a carrot and an apple down to the blanket. Um, so you set up a little picnic. There are tasks to complete in each area that then open up the rest of the neighborhood um, piece by piece for you. I see. Okay. But, okay. yes, it is fun just to be a mischievous goose. And let me tell you, Mom, um, I couldn't wait to get home and 
show this to the kids. I got home and I said, okay, everybody get your shoes off, wash your hands, whatever they had to do so that we can play the goose game. And they just started saying, goose game, goose game, goose game. They were, they didn't know what it was, but they were so excited about it. And so we went downstairs, I fired it up and, oh, they just loved it. As soon as that goose picked up a boot at the very first area, um, picked up an old boot and started walking around with it, they were just cracking up and rolling around on the couch. They thought this goose was the funniest thing. Isn't that cute? Did you let them honk? I let them honk which is about all you can do. I let them flap the goose's wings is the other thing you can do. They loved it. And I think it just speaks to, I think it just speaks to how cute this game is and how bursting with charm it is. And I can see why this is kind of a hit. Um, people have been talking about this game. It's an, like an indie hit, I would call it. Um, okay. And I can see why people are charmed by it. It's just fun to be this goose. It is not a very capable goose. There's not a lot of different things you can do, although the game ends up creating some pretty um, fun situations with your limited set of capabilities. I always like a game that does that, that makes you feel yeah. very limited, but then finds you makes you find complexity in your limited set of abilities. This one definitely does that. But beyond that sort of game design aspect of it, it's just, like you said, very pleasant to look at. Children's book, I thought that was a great, um, that was a great way to frame the visuals of it, it's just funny and charming, and I like it from top to bottom. I will say, Mom, it's very hard to play on the computer. When I got home and I got to play it with the handheld controller, it was much easier. It's tricky to move. It is hard to run. It's tough to grab things. So I felt a little bad for you, especially playing with the trackpad. It's it's a little hard to play it that way. It's a little difficult. And Dad did set up a mouse for me. Mm. Um, so, and that was a little bit better because Merrick figured, you know, I don't know what those symbols mean. Um, so I'm telling him it looks like a U that's all filled in and then there's a little <laughs> corner cut out on the right. So right. he, I woke him up from a nap and he's telling me that means, you know, you have to click right. And I'm thinking, what the hell does that mean? And, yeah. um, anyway, um, I did make some progress. I will play it from time to time, although it makes my computer hot. The other thing I was going to tell you is to go into the settings and make the graphics are set at highest possible quality. Oh. Um, just put that down a couple notches and it'll run much better and it really won't look much different because the graphics are so simple. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, that... Um, on my Mac Mini, which is a pretty new one, but doesn't have the best sort of graphics power, it really struggled with the um, tip-top oh. setting. But once I brought that down a couple of notches, it ran fine. Well, you know, this also reminded me, of, it, it made me think, oh, this would be the perfect game for, uh, you know, someone recuperating from something. And yeah. that it's not taxing, it's sort of whimsical and relaxing and what a great game this would be for children and adults that that were maybe in the hospital or recuperating, but it costs money to play. Well, it is $20. Yes. Well, the review I read said it was $15. So what's that? But anyway, for $20, I think it's many hours of entertainment and, 
you know, there's no, the, the goose never acquires a gun or a posse or a car, to my knowledge. So it's pretty, pretty innocuous and charming. Innocuous. Wow. They might put that on the box art. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought this was wonderful and I will play this. I will get out of the garden. I know you will. Just set up that picnic. That's what I'm going to attempt to do. <laughs> yes, I think it's, I can see why, why people are playing this. Now, I thought this might hold special resonance uh, with you because, you know, all the people in this game hate the goose. And when they notice the goose, you know, you said that the gardener steps on you. I know you haven't met any other people yet, but when you get to the next area, there's this shopkeeper who tra- chases you away with a broom. All these people, just they want the goose to go away. You are also um, a veteran harasser of geese. Um, so I wonder how it felt to be on the other end of that. Well, you know, I have mixed emotions about that now because, you know, I don't like the geese that come in our yard and poop. Um, and yeah. we have quite a crowd now. Used to be started out with two goose that had a baby and they, you know, they came back and then there was seven. And now, you know, now there's like 30 of them. And I spent a good bit of last summer, not this past one, but the one before, chasing them out of the yard and perfecting my goose hiss and flapping of wings and not wings, my arms. Let's hear that hiss. Huh? Let's hear your goose hiss. Oh, wow. That would scare me if I were a goose. Yeah, and I even do this. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that because that's the noise they make at you. And I say, and I said, so I said to this, this goose, you know, if I get your neck, you're going to be really sorry and blah, blah, blah. But this year, only one goose showed up and I chased him off for a couple of days. And then I realized there was something wrong with him. And so we started feeding him. I think you were here when we started yeah. feeding him Cheerios and trying to find out how to catch him and get him to someplace to rehab him. Yeah. And uh, we named him Lewis, mm-hmm. and he stopped showing up after a couple of days. So I imagine nature took care of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, regular listeners will recall the short saga of Lewis the Goose. Um, we, bobcat, is that our operating theory, or bear? Oh, God, I hope not a bear. Although a bear could have just... Yeah, I'm thinking a bobcat fox, maybe. Oh, some sort of bobcat fox hybrid? Wow. <laughs> so this, that's no, and you know that's beast. not what I... No, why do you do that? Bob Fox is mom's theory that a sort of <laughs> biological monstrosity. That is not Wow, my... it's quite a leap. No. No. Oh, Johnny. Did that send a shiver up your spine? <laughs> what? You saying, oh, Johnny? 
Yeah. No. What sends a shiver up my spine would be, Johnny, time to wake up. That's the worst. <laughs> I, know. I was just telling that to Dad the other morning that that that's what you used to hate to hear. Honey. Oh. oh, and you were so sweet. You would say it just like that, as quietly and kindly as you could. And it was, you know, because it meant I had to wake up and go to school. Yeah. It was like nails on a chalkboard. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> How terrible. How terrible to have that association with your mother's voice. But that specific yeah. phrase, yes. <laughs> your loving mother's voice. Always. Always just as, as kind and gentle as it could be while still waking me up. And I would just be like, That was so funny when I found out, though, that you hated it. Because <laughs> I never thought of that. What do you mean? What, say it again? Well, I never, when you told me that that was what you used to hate the most, you know, is when I would do that. It, it made me, you know, laugh ever since then. Because, you know, that's the best I could do. You had to get up, so this yeah. is the best I can do. Yes. But it's but it but it just graded on you. That's pretty uh, funny. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate it now as an adult, and I understand how sweet it was. And of course, it did at the time, but I didn't feel like getting up. So right. Um, that's right. Yeah. Okay. You got anything else on uh, Untitled Goose Game? It's my speed. This is a game that was made for me. I think. Yeah. Um, and if you had to put a title on the Goose Game, what would you call it? Well, I love I love the name that it has, yeah. the Untitled Goose Game. I love that because it's just quirky. Yeah, yeah, I like you know, it. Too. And it makes and it makes me feel like the adventure is going to be just as quirky. Oh, and it is, isn't it? Yes, yes. But if it was called, you know, Granny's Goose or something stupid mm-hmm. like that. It wouldn't work. So I love this title. Okay. Uh, what is your grade for Granny's Goose? I would give this an A+. Plus. There we go. A+. Plus. There you go. Love it. Love it. What was that? Just an extra ding. Well, I don't know about that. Should I play WKRP instead? No. My God, I can't stop singing that. Baby. Really, if that is the worst earworm, I cannot get rid of it. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKIP. We should be a singing group. All right. Uh, Will you have a recommendation for us this week, Mom? Um, I do. Uh, this is um, this is written by Heather Morris. She also wrote the Tattooist of Auschwitz. And Auschwitz, yeah. This book, Auschwitz. Well, you know what? That's how I say it. That's how my teachers said it. So that's how I say it. Okay. Well, uh, we've certainly settled that. I mean, you're saying it wrong, but okay. Well, tell that to my teachers. Okay, go ahead. It's called Silka, C-I-L-K-A, Journey, <laughs> Silka's Journey. Okay. And it is about a young girl turning into a woman that was in Auschwitz. 
Auschwitz, and yeah. Auschwitz, and was a was used um, for sex by the oh, Nazis, God. and for that she was then sentenced when the when the camp was liberated. She was sentenced to fifteen years in jail for being a conspirator with the Nazis. This is a true story. And that is, that is her journey. Um, I read this book. It was kind of ironic. I have to tell you because I read it over the weekend when we did not have any power. (laughs) And I kept saying, you know, to dad, geez, what are we, you know, the power, when is the generator going to stop running? And And then I sat down and started reading this book and, I had to laugh at how absurd my complaints were. Oh, yeah. So it changed your uh, contact a little bit, huh? Yes. Yes. So I, I thought that was very interesting. Oh, wow. It sounds pretty heavy. You know, it, it's history. Um, it is a novel. Still, we should say that, right? I mean, it's, it's well, based on truth, but it's a, it is a novel. Based on truth. Yes, <laughs> it is based on truth. Um, a real person who went on to have a, <clears throat> a a very rewarding life after that, but this is her story, uh, taken from papers and and uh, archives that exist that really exist. For me, it's hard to believe that people still, some people still think it didn't happen, and I just don't understand that. Um, it's it just. It fascinates me that it even happened. I guess that's why I read so many books about it because I just can't believe, you know, that it would happen in a world with people that think and have hearts. It's just an incredible thing to me. Uh, yeah, well, people have a bottomless capacity to astonish you for good and for bad, I suppose. Um, I guess so. But uh, I guess so. I'm glad that this uh, that this book managed to give you a uh, sort of a refreshing point of view, even though it is it does sound quite harrowing. I'm glad she had a good life in the end, but wow, wow, um, great pairing with Untitled Goose Game, Mom. It's uh, you've made it really easy for me to shift gears in terms of the tone of this episode of the podcast. Um, so that's Silka's Journey, a novel by Heather Morris. It's C I L K A Z journey as mom put it um uh, available where all fine books are sold i forgot to mention untitled goose game is available on the nintendo switch mac and pc for 20 bucks i think that takes care of all the business you got anything else this week mom uh well i just do want to remind people that block and tackle comes out every week during the football season and it's very entertaining even if you don't appreciate football that much it's still a very entertaining column it's written by john tady and how would they find it um it is it is indeed written by me it's my weekly column about the nfl it's called block and tackle look for it on avclub.com for the time being at least uh avclub.com every friday every friday and it is uh it is a good read thanks mom Speaking of putting it on the box art, there's my pull quote. My mom says it's good. John Tate. <laughs> 
That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Um, let me just consult my notes here, see what we're going to talk about. Uh-oh. There's, these pages are blank. Uh, you nope, got anything, nope, Mom? Nope, nope, I do. I do something interesting. Oh, something interesting. Oh, thank God you were here. All right, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, remember, tell your friends. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you too.